Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto experts. To the end zone. The mark of fantasy excellence. You have to be careful about who you think is stepping forward on the depth chart. It's time for a touchdown. We're here to help you win your leagues and win that cash. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts in the morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. From the bottom of my heart, rise and shine, fantasy players. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Friday, December 21st, the shortest day of the year. Let's cock-a-doodle-do it. This is Roto Experts in the Morning, right here in the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, Dane Martinez. They call me Speed, the spitting statistician. And as always, I am overjoyed to be joined by my man, FSWA Hall of Famer, El Rey de Fantasia, the King, Scott Angle. Scotty, it is upon us. After today, when we talk on Monday, some championships will be won. It feels like more gifts are coming down the chimney this weekend. How are you feeling, Scotty? Yeah, feeling good. You know, getting ready to play in five Super Bowls in uh, one of my leagues. I uh, made the Super Bowl for the fifth time in 14 years and nice. trying to win my third. So, you know, this is the week where everybody wants to be playing in fantasy sports more than any other on the calendar. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Scotty, think back, you know, when we were talking in August, you know, we were talking about this weekend. You know, when we were when Darius Geis went down in the preseason. You know, we were saying, oh, man, if you already had early drafts, it probably, you know, hurt you from getting to this weekend. You know, when Hunter Henry went down in August, you know, and people had him in their dynasty already, it hurt them for this weekend. This weekend is truly what it's all about. Scotty, you're playing for five different Super Bowls. I am still in two. Um, And so, you know, we hope that we get to win our leagues and win that cash. You got to... Yes, right, baby. We got a good show for you. Maybe a little extra cash for the holidays, you know. Um, We got a good show for you today. Here's what we're going to do. We got some news and notes and things we're going to get into. Then in the middle segment, as usual on a Friday, listen, this is going to be the toughest decisions you have to make. Those guys would look the little red crosses next to them or a Q next to their name. Because, listen, this is for all the marbles. And you have to decide if you should have 
faith in guys like Joe Mixon, Spencer Ware, Aaron Rodgers, Keenan Allen. We're going to talk to Dr. A and Inside Injuries, and then we will also make our picks and plays as we put the fun in functional sports content. Scotty, I want to start with what I think was, you know, the biggest piece of news that I saw, and it's around Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon, you know, I guess uh, on the one side suspended again, leaving the team to kind of readdress this mental health issues that he has. And like, here's the thing, Scotty, we could talk about this in a lot of different ways. We could talk about this in what Josh Gordon, the person, the human being is going through. We could talk about this from a pure fantasy standpoint. We could talk about this from an NFL policy standpoint. There's so many ways to go. I'm going to start with the pure fantasy impact. And when this guy was not there in uh, preseason and training camp for the Cleveland Browns, and it was actually chronicled on Hard Knocks this season. You know, I was I said this, Scott. I was like, listen, I believe in mental health. I think it's real. I think people have to care, and someone needs to wrap their arms around Josh Gordon. But from a pure fantasy standpoint, well, I said, what happens if around week 13, the guy just decides he needs another brief respite? He needs to focus on him himself again. And look at what's happened now. Going into the fantasy championship, some people out there were relying on him, maybe as a wide receiver three, maybe as a flex play, Scotty. I think it, oh, I think if you had Josh Gordon, you knew he was a risk, and you always knew that danger was there. So you right. knew, rely on the word Josh Gordon can never go together, and I don't think anybody ever thought that. Uh, you know, certainly didn't have the upside that we expected. You know, I talked about it earlier in the year that he became more of a niche deep guy than this dominant receiver that he used to be, and I think you saw it in the numbers. Uh, you know, he he was consistently like around you know nine to fourteen points every week. Uh, you know, pretty decent fantasy wide receiver three, but you know, you also look like coming into this week, he'd only had one touchdown reception in his last five games. So it's not a huge loss, but it certainly creates a hole. Now, in one of my one of my leagues, like uh, you know, I'm playing against our friend uh, Cha Cha Charles. Yay! Yeah, Cha-Cha. He, he's a Puerto he's Rican against, from the Bronx. After my own, yeah, run. he's uh, he's playing against me in a fantasy Super Bowl. And he lost Josh Gordon. He's going to have to replace him with Chris right. Hogan. Right. You know that's that's the one thing that if you had Josh Gordon, you might always had had to have in mind to keep you know some good depth on your bench at wide receiver. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I think, you know, I say it all the time, Scott. I think Gordon was an example of someone who is better for his actual NFL football team than for your fantasy team, right? I think you could always replace replace him with Corey Davis, too. But still, you don't want to trust either guy in your fantasy Super Bowl. Sure. Yeah, there's, a, there's, you know, it's all relative to your options, yeah. you know. Um, but my point is, you know, Josh Gordon, I think, is a good example of someone who's more important to their actual NFL team than to your fantasy team. What he represents, the deep threat, you know, has to be respected by opposing defenses that could free up the middle for people like Edelman and Gronk. And that's an important – you mentioned that as a kind of a – I think you used the term like a niche receiver, like as a deep threat. Yeah, like he has but, a role. He's a yeah, role player. And that's the thing. And for, and for the Patriots, that role is – very important and that role is more than just the stats he puts up for a fantasy team you know what I mean so it's very it's more important for the Patriots I would say but yeah go on and get your other options that's why you hopefully have some depth if you are a championship team another thing that I saw yesterday Scott that I think is interesting it's obviously not going to matter for week 16 but it does matter for I, I would say this really matters for something like dynasty leagues 
Scott. The Dolphins have admitted to, quote-unquote, phasing out Devontae Parker. They called it a combination of, like, you know, injuries and how he would practice and that sort of thing. I'm going to tell you something. Devontae Parker is still only like 25, 26 years old. He was a first-round talent, right? We saw in like the one game that his agent was like, watch him blow up, you know, in the middle of the year when the Dolphins had literally no kind of other options. The the Dolphins are basically not going to pick up his fifth-year option, right? But I'm telling you something. Devontae Parker, I believe, will get a chance and will be a starting wide receiver in the NFL next year, in my opinion. And so could you, even if you're not alive still in your fantasy Super Bowl, I think Devontae Parker is a very interesting stash in dynasty leagues because he represents someone who's going to be, in essence, a free agent and may have a better opportunity and a better role next year. Would you go uh, stash Devontae Parker in dynasty leagues? I think Devontae Parker's probably rostered in most dynasty leagues. I think it's more mm. of a thing where don't cut him because okay. he could get a change of scenery. He's in a fork in his road in his career where he, he could go either way. We've seen this before. You know, young guys in the NFL that just don't start off well in their career and then they bounce somewhere else and they totally flame out. There's no telling where Devontae Parker's going to land or what his head's going to be like and. You know, obviously, I think there's probably something going on, or not probably, but, you know, there's something going on, possibly, that more than meets the eye. You know, it's not all about talent. You know, sometimes these kids come in, and they just can't handle the NFL. It's a maturity thing or otherwise, and Devontae Parker's had every opportunity to be a prominent guy for the Miami Dolphins and just has not really run with it, whether it's injuries or just inconsistent play. You can talk about all the talent you want. The production hasn't been there. So I think he's – I agree with you that he's an interesting play if he gets a change of scenery. Right. And I think you have to hold on to him, but he's still going to be a huge risk. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, you know, you're right, Scott. He will be a risk. But at this point of the year, when you're looking at a dynasty thing, every, you know, and you're looking about guys that maybe stashes or not cut, like you said, for next year, you know, there's a level of risk of everybody. You know, you are taking stashes, flyers, you know, to try to have lotto tickets for next year. And he represents one of those. If he's in a good situation and if he has his head on right, you know, he, uh, the, the skill set is there. You know, the question is, can he mature into a professional and can he, you know, kind of blossom in his next spot? But if he does, you have a chance to have some real value depending on your dynasty league settings. Yeah, you do. It's, uh, you know, when you look at a dynasty league, you know, but, you know, you're talking about this, the most savvy and knowledgeable fantasy owners out there. And they, they probably think in the same way you are. So okay. it's just a matter of don't cut them. Yeah, and, and, and the other thing I would say uh, on, on things like that, if you're in a dynasty league and you're not playing anymore and you need to get your roster ready for next year, go look at these people that are on IR. You know, find these people that are IR that may be still available that you could just get on your roster now and then have as an asset of yours and your commodity depending I, I on your that, league settings think, in the offseason. I think that's another thing that's hard to do because – if O.J. Howard went on a IR, I don't think somebody in the Dynasty League is going to cut him. They're going to hold him for next year. Right. Uh, a lot of Dynasty Leagues I see, if, if a guy's on IR, and, but he's a notable name, that yeah. they're holding on to him. Would you do that? I, I, like, you're right. O.J. Howard, definitely. Would you do that and yeah. go so far as to say someone like, oh, I don't know, Des Bryant? I, I, in my league, Des Bryant's still rostered, but right, you know that's that, that's not an IR guy. Well, that is an IR guy, uh, but you know the team, the team, in, the team in my league, the team in my league, you know, still has Des Bryant. It's like I, 
the dynasty leagues that either I'm in or that I look at, you know, it's mm-hmm. like the names out there are just like there's nobody out there except for maybe a few guys that I'm not saying don't look at it, but right. if anybody's a name at all, they're sure. not going to be out there. But, you know, Robert Foster, nobody picked him up. Hmm. So I picked him up last night. Yep. I hear that. But there was absolutely nobody else available of note. No, listen, that makes sense to me. And, like, you know, in my longtime dynasty league, it's a 14-team league. I feel like it's relatively sharp. You know, people purposefully are drafting people that are on IR, you know, um, at the draft just to literally hold them as an asset at value next year. Like, you know, Darius Geis was drafted, you know, and a guy was just like, I'm just going to stash him all year long. You know, Hunter Henry was kept, (laughs) you know, and just rostered and stashed for an entire year just to be able to, you know, have them at value next year. So, you know, a lot of these people are thinking well ahead of the game. Scotty, one of the things I do want to get into, you know, we're going to talk doctor with Dr. A in our middle segment, and we're going to do our picks. So before, I wanted, I wanted to touch on some of the points you made in your um, article over on rotoexperts.com. It is the mark of fantasy excellence, your guide to surviving Super Bowl fantasy week. But first, I want to see, you know, we're going to talk to Dr. A, but are there any other news, notes, headlines that are non-injury related? Um that you want to uh, let the listeners know about? Uh, if it's not non injury related, because we're going to talk to Doctor A, right? There, there's there's really nothing I can think off of the off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. So let's go into this article, and I love I love how you lay it out there, Scotty and Roto Experts. How to make it through Fantasy Super Bowl week with calm and confidence, right? And I think that's the biggest thing: calm and confidence. Don't make it a five alarm fire like you hear right now. You know what I mean? Like you can't overthink it. You can't overmanage it. I had a guy on social media tell me he's worried about Robert Woods and wondering if he should pick someone up off the waiver wire to start in place of Robert Woods this week. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's out of control. I had the same. I had someone ask me a similar question about should they pick up a tight end off the waiver wire in place of Zach Ertz for this week. I was like, are you out of your mind? No. Like, don't get too crazy, right? And that's the biggest point you make overall, Scotty. Don't overthink it and don't get too cute, right? The deeper you get into the fantasy playoffs, the more self-imposed pressure there is and the more anxiety you put on yourself. And those are the kind of... Those are the kind of thought patterns that can destroy your outlook. Now, we know there's all luck in fantasy football, and, you know, a guy like Michael Roberts could outproduce. There will be someone. There will be someone this week. There will be someone, but to hit on that guy is is so – the odds on it against it are so astronomical. I mean, you're talking about picking one out of about 16 no-names – that can right. when there's a really good, really better chance that a guy like Zach Ertz could rebound to at least have a decent game. There's nobody off the waiver wire right, right now that you can come in and plug in your lineup that is going to, uh, you know, likely outproduce, right. or the odds are very much against it. I think it's an established star. You know, we had we had one person on social media yesterday talk about. Picking up somebody off of waivers and benching Adam Thielen. This Ridiculous. is the thing about these superstars. They could bounce back yeah. in any given week. Like, Thielen and Woods have been underperforming, but the guys on your bench and the guys on your waiver, the percentage that they'll, they'll underperform is much greater than anybody that you have. Now, look, Robert Woods has been a little disappointing recently. Uh, he doesn't have a 100-yard game since week six, and uh, he he's uh, – he hasn't scored in his, in his last two games, and he didn't score between week six and week ten either. 
Mm-hmm. But the guy has consistent double figures yeah. every single week. The guy has scored in double figures in PPR every week since week one. And you can rely on that. You can't rely on anything that uh, comes off the waiver wire to you know, give you that, that floor. That floor of like 12 to 14 points and sometimes more than that he gives you. Robert Woods, like every week, like, I'm looking at the game lock, game lock. Four for 89, four for 72, five for 67, seven for 61, seven for 74. You're not going to find that better on the yeah. waiver wire. You're just and not. Here's, and here's the other thing, just specifically as it relates to Robert Woods. Ab- uh, actually, you know, talking about that, it's, it makes it makes what that question even more ludicrous because where are you going to kind of find a guy that can score 14 points every week off the waiver wire? No, I hear you. Know, you. Just because you're not getting 20 out of him, it doesn't mean you, know, you have enough, anything to worry about. Yeah, um, and specifically with Robert Woods also, I actually would like Robert Woods a touch more this week um, just because, you know, if Gurley is anything not 100%, remember, they get Robert Woods the ball in the run game every now and then too, you know, and and um, there could be like one more end around this week <laughs> for Robert Woods. You never know, you know, so I do think that's interesting. The one other point Look, that I want to make it's here. Not, it's, not, it's not a good Sorry. matchup for Goff. It's not, you know, he's hasn't been quite the same since Cooper Cup went down in Arizona. You know, plays that kind of that kind of quarters defense that uh, Goff struggles against. But uh, you can't bench Woods just because Goff has a bad game. It doesn't mean that Woods can still give you seven for seventy. Yeah, of course. And one other point that you make in this article, Scotty, is this idea of like, uh, you know, you don't worry about the other team. You say that all the time. My one question, though, we have talked about a couple of situations this week where you could maybe make some pick off or use the waiver wire in an effort to block your opponent. Is that one way, though, you can? I don't know if it's worrying about the other team, but you can prepare to kind of paint your opponents in a corner. When you're blocking your other, the, the opponent that's not worrying about the other team. When I talk about worrying the other team is, you know, looking at their lineup and continuing to stare at it and say, oh, my God, he's got this, this, and this. I'm going to lose. What can I do? Uh, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, set your own lineup. You can, you can try to preemptively block them from picking anybody else so up. So that's but different that's than blocking them? That, that, yeah, that's, it's different. You know, people will sit there and they'll be, I don't know what to do. I, I need to take Robert Woods out and get somebody with upside because my opponent has this, this, and this. You know, right. that's what you can't do. Got you. I, I appreciate the distinction, yeah. Scotty. When we come back on Roto Experts in the morning, we're going to have our guy, Dr. Ray, from Inside Injuries. So if you have a guy that's questionable, we're going to talk about him. Come on back. It's Roto Experts in the morning. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only place to go for 24-7 fantasy sports advice. Once you download the FNTSY Sports Radio app, you'll get the most accurate experts and most entertaining programming in the fantasy sports world. Listen to great shows like Fantasy Football Frenzy. There you go right there, Goon Squad. Game Time Decisions. Good teams win, great teams cover. Fantasy Freestyle. You know what it is. And plenty more. Download the FNTSY Sports Radio app on your iPhone and Android devices now and take the best fantasy sports talk wherever life leads you. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. 
doctor. And the tax doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. Maurice Allen. 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Welcome back. It's Roto Experts in the morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Scott, I got to let you know, if you want to wager on sports, or if you never have and would like to try, head on over to BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport. And you, you can do sides, you can do totals, you can do player props, and you can utilize your DFS school skills without the salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. I gave you a stone-cold winner in Survivor with my boy Nick with like 13 people left to play. Get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on in-game action. There's so many ways to make money. Go to BetDSI, enter the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up to get a 100% bonus deposit match. That's promo code FNTSY101. Bet DSI, where players get paid. All right, Scotty, listen, you know, we talk about your tips for the Fantasy Super Bowl in the last segment. You know, one of the toughest things that people are agonizing over, and you say it right here, is keep a level head about injuries. You know, you have to keep a level head, but you have to have the information to make the best decisions possible. And that's why on Fridays we bring in Dr. A representing Inside Injuries. Doc, it is a big time week. People's championships are on the line. So we need you to help us out. How are you doing this morning, Doc? I'm good, and I'm ready to go. All right, cool. A lot of people have members of the Los Angeles Chargers on their fantasy team. The Chargers led the NFL with seven pro bowlers. I think they're a very good team, and they have some studs that are, uh, you know, of iffy health. I want to start with wide receiver Keenan Allen, who uh, in the last game, albeit after like their mini-buy because they played on Thursday night, Keenan Allen left the game with like this hip injury, came back for one play, and it was obvious that something was wrong and he could not go. They're calling him a game-time decision. What's up with Keenan Allen? Yeah, the hip pointer injury, he suffered before, and, you know, this is just a re-aggravation of the same injury. And so normally that would just be a one-week recovery. Um, you know, if we just gave it a soft tissue, even below a grade one designation. However, uh, the algorithm gave him a grade one hip pointer injury, and that requires two weeks for recovery, to really, really recover. And so bringing him back one week early um, would be jeopardizing him from recovery from this injury. It's week 17, uh, basically, that, um, you know, we're predicting that, you know, he'll be at optimal recovery. Um, but, you know, Keenan Allen, again, 
Uh, it's had high injury risk the whole season at 30% before the preseason. And, you know, so as the season goes on, we're, you know, these types of grade one uh, injuries for Keenan Allen, you're going to not, you're going to see them and he's going to have to play. He, this is a guy that's going to have to play through injury, probably through the playoffs. Um, because He will get injured at some point in the game. Todd Gurley is a huge concern for fantasy players. Like he's, he was an MVP of a lot of fantasy championship teams last year and can be this this year if he plays. But then again, we don't even know what his workload is. Uh, Gurley yesterday, they said he hasn't even run yet in practice. He's saying that he's going to play, uh, but you know, players often say that. Is Todd Gurley either going to be out or is he going to be on a limited workload here? He's going to play. Um, not that w- if I was... If I was Todd Gurley and the game didn't mean anything, I'd probably keep him out for this week. Uh, This is this is a Grade One knee. It's the same knee that's been bothering him historically, and so, you know, you don't take any chances. Two weeks is the optimal recovery time. It's this injury severity is Grade One, Um, so it's not just a point five. You know, that's the lowest grade. Um, It's one, so it's two weeks. It's Week Seventeen, however. You know, um, you know, right now we're showing that he's at 51%, so he's 30% from peak. Um, so he should rest. I mean, this is, you know, to be preserved for the playoffs, et cetera. You know, this is, this is a classic decision of rest, and then he'll be ready to go for the rest of the playoffs. But the likelihood of that happening, guys, is very little. I mean, uh, if, he's gonna play, if he says he's going to play, he's going to play. But I do expect him to be limited. So it's very, it's very impactful for fantasy players. All right, Doc, uh, let's stick with my theme here of the Chargers. And also, as you know, Doc, this is my own private consulting session for my own teams. Um, In a a Super Bowl uh, this week, I am facing Melvin Gordon. Um, You know, is he primed and ready to come back? The Chargers have held him out the last few weeks. How's his knee doing? I think the Chargers are listening to the show because, um, or they're going onto our website because, you know, uh, they really, really waited. And that's great. I mean, finally, you know, they threw him back out there when we said not to, et cetera. But he has a grade two MCL. That was the injury. It was an optimal recovery time of four weeks. It projected him back as best as he possibly could be into week 16. So right now he's escalated to um, a very high level into above average category, above 70%. 80% is peak health. So by game time, you know, he should be very close to that peak health. And so, you know, this is a perfect opportunity for Melvin Gordon, given that he's given himself the best possible chance because he's recovered from this injury almost 90, 90, 90 95%. Joe, Joe Mixon of the Bengals popped up on Tuesday on the injury report with a wrist and then yesterday with a thigh, but he has been limited in practice. Reports are saying that he won't be kept out of action, and this is a really good matchup for him. Yeah, um, the problem with this is his carry hand um, and carry wrist, uh, and so um, the algorithm basically said it's three weeks. It's really after the, you know, it's week one of the playoffs. Um, but I can't, Bengals going to the playoffs, guys? No. No, they have no chance. No, they are not. No, they are yeah. not. Okay. So uh, this is an injury that that is three weeks recovery time, and basically they should really shut him down uh, to be safe for his wrist um, because this is sort of the high fumble alert, um, et cetera, because he's got a grade one wrist on his carry, wrist carry hands. And so, um, you know, look out for these fumbles if he plays.
Wow, that's an interesting note. The fact that it is his, ca- uh, his ball-carrying hand is interesting, you know, as it relates to the ball security. Um, you know, before... Pick, pick Dom, up Gio Bernard just in case, yeah. Yeah, before... Um, Scott asked you about a fantasy MVP, Todd Gurley, who said he's going to play. Doc, I want to ask you about an NFL MVP who says he is going to play. I'm asking you about Aaron Rodgers, obviously the Packers quarterback. They're in a similar situation as a lot of these other teams, you know, that don't have anything to play for. Green Bay is not going to the playoffs. They are on the road. They've already fired their coach. But Aaron Rodgers is saying he's going to play and saying that it matters to him from a kind of leadership standpoint, which I understand. But is he doing himself a disservice? What's up with that groin? Uh, should they shut him down the same way, say, like the Panthers have shut Cam down? Well, and so, you know, he did practice Wednesday and, you know, if this is a mild groin strain, a grade one, um, and uh, for quarterbacks, this only requires a one week recovery time. And so when he says he's going to play, there's nothing really from this specific injury that should be holding him back unless he has a setback. I mean, look, Aaron, if you talk about the whole season, we've been very down on Aaron Rodgers in terms of his play because he has right. been just battled, you know, injuries. And we've said that he's never really been to even 65%, 70% the whole season. He's at 54% now. He'll get to about 65%, which is above average by game time. And uh, we did predict him to come back on week 16. It's a one-week recovery time. So, yeah, saying that he can play, it's fine. Should he play? I mean, he's got a bunch of other injuries probably that uh, he needs to recover from and get ready for next season. I, I think that's probably the wiser route because you don't want to get injured in the game. But, you know, guys get paid a lot of money, and they, want, they have, you know, this leadership type of attitude. And I think, you know, from an injury standpoint, there's nothing holding him back. Your guy Julio Jones has played through a lot of injuries, but the Falcons have nothing to play for. Uh, you know, he did show up on the injury report early this week, uh, and, but they said yesterday that he went through a walkthrough, and even though it was just a walkthrough, that they do expect him to play this week. Yeah, Julio continues to, to um, defy, you know, physical human biology, <laughs> basically, you know, throughout the season. But, you know, again, these multiple injuries this year, I think, we got, guys, we talked about Julio, um, about the sustainability through the rest of the season. Right. The last three to four games, um, he go, he comes out screaming into the in the first half. He he does well, and then you, if you look at his minutes and his numbers in the second half of these games, they are significantly lower than they are in the first half. And so the sustainability factor for Julio is definitely there. You know, as he grows in age, and also. You know, with foot cap and rib injuries um, last week and, you know, multiple, multiple ticky-tack injuries that he tries to play through, look, he's a warrior. But at the end of the day, you know, um, he's just not going to be able to sustain the amount of fantasy points needed to, you know, basically win a championship. Hey, Doc, let me ask you something else about that. You know, you mentioned – because you did mention that uh, a week or two ago, and I found it fascinating that you talked about him, you know, being able to do his thing in the first half, but that, you know, it kind of declines throughout even literally the three hours of the game. Is that something that, like, the Toro doll wears off? Is that something that it just, like, the wear and tear gets to him during the game? Can you go a little bit deeper on that? Because I think it's fascinating, this idea that Julio, you know, can handle it in the first half, but and, and the numbers seem to speak to this as well. Is this a pain management issue? Like, why don't they just shoot him up again at halftime? 
No, I mean, I mean, yeah, a part of it is a pain management issue. I mean, uh, pain management cannot be 100% ever. And depending upon where the body part injury is, it's really determining how you can really pain manage it. Ribs is a notoriously difficult uh, spot to pain manage. Um, there's, there's what we have 12 ribs on each side, right? And it's like, right. you know, there's right. cartilage, there's everything. I mean, it's just really hard to manage. But also, practice does not emulate real life games, you know? And so uh, when you actually get into a game, uh, you're starting to use the, uh, the intensity of your musculature and movement, etc. That's that that is so much higher than in practice. And so um, you know, as with all of these other injuries, it does affect, you know, these other, uh, you know, all of these different injuries. So, um, that's what I'm talking about when it comes like, you I know, see. going into the second half, that's what, it's a combination of pain management and guys who have had a ton of injuries that, that starts to get, affect them as the game wears on because of the intensity of the game. Another guy that's on one of my rosters that I want to ask you about is Spencer Ware. He's dealing with a hamstring. He missed last week, but he is practicing back this week. Hamstring for a running back seems kind of uh, dicey for me, though. What do we expect out of Spencer Ware? Yeah, so uh, hamstring, uh, this is the more important injury. Uh, he had a little shoulder injury as well. But, yeah, definitely the hamstring injury. The good news is that they did keep him out week 15 which is good. And if they're tentatively sort of keeping him limited in practice right now, we are projecting him to come back from this injury this week. And so, you know, it's still because of all of his other injuries, just not, um, you know, just not going to have a good uh, uh, percentage. You know, he's at 47% right now because of all the other injuries he's had, but this specific injury, um, he should be ready to go for this week. But just remember 30% 30% injury risk, very high. Lamar Miller has been able to uh, practice in limited fashion. Uh, what are you expecting from Lamar Miller this week? Yeah, he had a grade one ankle uh, for running back. That's quite impactful, but that was in week 15. At the two-week recovery time, we're projecting him week 17, not this week, but week 17. So if he does play this week, he will be compromised and it will be hampered. Wow. Well, um, listen, Dr. A, thank you as always. I mean, you know, it's higher stakes right now than it was, let's say, back in early October when we were talking to you. But uh, we thank you all season long for uh, hooking us up and giving us the insight. Hey, Doc, let's say, you know, you have players that were not one of the guys we just asked you about. How can you go to maybe Inside Injuries and find out more detailed information on any player that a listener might have on their fantasy roster? Yeah, I mean, you just go to InsideInjuries.com and you choose whatever team and or you can just search by the player. It'll give you everything you need to know about that specific player coming up for this game, all of uh, what percentage they're at, all of the previous history of injuries. And there's a blurb that we give uh, about each player to give you advice and guidance to, you know, who you want to start in the next game. It's a great tool and it gets updated every single minute. So if you hear about an injury in the news, go right to our website a few minutes later because you'll see the, how all of the injury impact changes to all of your players. Well, Dr. Ray, thanks again. And if we don't talk to you, you have a great holiday, all right? And uh, you're going to come and join us over the playoffs on Fridays to talk about uh, injuries facing the playoff teams? 
Uh, next Friday, uh, uh, next Friday, you will have Virginia Zakis. Uh, she's much better looking than me, and uh, <laughs> you know, so I will be on vacation. So I wish you guys a great holiday season, a great new year, and you know, don't do anything crazy. And I will talk to you guys definitely in the new year. Happy holidays to you, Doc. Sounds good, okay, Doc. We'll talk too. to you in 2019. You have a great holiday. It is well earned. All right, guys, that is Dr. A. We love the insight he gives us every Friday. Remember, go to InsideInjuries.com for uh, any player that you have questions about. they got really great tools there. Uh, Scotty, one of the things I want to ask you coming off that is as it relates to Joe Mixon, you know, this idea that the wrist is kind of on his main ball-carrying hand, I do have two questions for you. Uh, Scott, don't. Don't ball carriers like switch their ball hand, to be honest, based on kind of what side of the field they're running on to kind of keep it on their outside hand? I see when people break to the outside, you know, they kind of shift it to the other hand. So it's not only that it's this that it's the ball carrying hand, but like, you know, there's moving there's moving there. It's not only that it gets hit, they're moving the ball back and forth and stuff. I thought it was a very interesting point Dr. Ray made. Not only like will he be out there with his wrist injuries and stuff like that, but the idea of ball security is very interesting as it relates to Joe Mixon. Yes, certainly, and they're going to have to make some adjustments for it if he plays. Now, ultimately, you know, like we say, that they have nothing to play for, et cetera. Right. It's probably best best to hold them out, but, uh, you know, that's a decision they're going to have to make. We haven't seen anything yet that he's not going to play, but this is why you pick up a Gio Bernard because, you know, sometimes inside injuries could be ahead of this, and all of a sudden we can see on Sunday morning that he's going to be inactive, so you have to be prepared. Yeah, I guess you're absolutely right, right? We haven't seen anything that's not going to play and all that stuff. I guess here would be my biggest fear, Scott. And I understand that, like, maybe you think this is me, you know, getting too cute or overthinking it. But because the Bengals are out, right, and because Mixon is banged up, I could really see a universe where he starts the game – but he doesn't finish it, Scott, or he starts the game, and maybe he does have a fumble in the first half, and they're like, you know what, don't worry about it anymore, and it's Giovanni Bernard. I like that you're saying you could pick up Giovanni Bernard in case he's inactive, but I, I, I think there's a real risk or fear that Mixon starts the game, but literally in-game, they decide to really just like, you know, lean more on Gio Bernard, whether it's the injury, whether it's a fumble, something like that. That would be my concern. A lot of times we create those scenarios in our head and they turn out not to be true. I think it's a case of where if he plays, you have to play him. Unless you see a report that he's going to be a pitch, pitch count or pulled, uh, you know, the team's fine with him going out there, you have to play him. All right, if you say so. Sometimes, you know, sometimes these narratives are right. Sometimes these narratives are wrong. When we come back, we will make our picks. We've had our narratives so far. One of us is above 500. One of us is below 500. But I digress, Scotty. We'll come on back. Roto Experts in the morning. Dane and Scott after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Yes, a mini holiday to you and yours. 
Ebenezer Scrooge here. No, I'm not here to tell you about the importance of the holiday season, I assure you. I'm here to tell you that during this festive time of the year, you cannot end up like my fantasy teams. Quite dead, as Jacob Marley. But there is a chance at hope for you. Go to your nearest mobile telephone app store and download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. For free, you get the help of many fantasy analysts with as much wisdom as the fantasy spirits of past, present, and yet to come. Download the app, listen to their words, and win fantasy matches so you can decrease your fantasy league surplus population. If you want the merry feelings of the holiday season all year, then you must download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Otherwise, be forced to wear the fantasy chains of fadia that you forged in life. Game time decisions. God, I don't know I what I would do, Maranti. I got a lot of, like, you know me. You could go back bake, uh, back bake. Your body, uh, your body's made of pork. How many pounds <laughs> do you weigh? What There's your ballpark? Promo, There's your yeah. promo, yeah. <laughs> Five minutes in, yeah, it's all downhill from here. How much do you weigh? Ballpark two, 270, I think. All right, and I would stake yeah. that what? There's probably a good eight to 12 pounds of pork, like, sort of rolled yeah. into your, you know, into your skin. Weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, welcome back. It's Roto Experts in the morning. All, all commercial break long. The king is letting me know that I had to mention our uh, records in our pick'em pool. And he certainly let me know about the fact that he is competing for multiple Super Bowls. And that's why we call him the king. But if you are not competing for Fantasy Super Bowl and you still want to win a little bit of extra cash, there's DFS, there's prop bets, there's picks. There's so many ways to make money. And I want to let people know, Scotty, that the best way to get themselves prepped and ready to go for that is going on over to DailyRoto.com, okay, this holiday season. Even if you want to go to a different sport, you know, you can get free NBA projections for DFS, free advice from the fantasy pros, free optimizer access, and everything else you need to dominate DFS in the association or otherwise this season. Stuff your stockings with cold, hard cash and get free access to Daily Roto with the promo code DRHOLIDAYS to access your free trial. That is DailyRoto.com, promo code DRHOLIDAYS. All right, Scotty, let's get it going, brother man. We got some picks to make. I will not share our exact records, but I will share. You that did we just gonna... a minute ago. <laughs> no, I didn't say the exact records. I didn't say yeah. the exact records. Dude, dude, I said I showed I told you the exact record over okay. the commercial break, but um, yeah. you know, let's just say that um, with two weeks left to pick, um, it is outside. Uh, you know, the magic number has been accomplished, but that's okay. Let's still give out our picks for week sixteen to help people win a little bit of extra cash for the holidays for their stockings. All right, Scotty, I'm gonna take. I'll go first. Okay, you want to bounce back and forth? How does that sound? Yeah, you're doing better, so you go first. Oh, boy. Scott's going to keep this one going for a long time. <laughs> it's all good. By the way, here's where I'm going to go first. Um, I believe the Rams, you know, there's a lot of stuff about Todd Gurley, all this stuff. We just talked about how maybe Robert Woods is underperforming. You know they've lost Cooper Cup, and this, this offense has been a little bit different since then. I think the Rams are going to win this game, right? But I don't know that the Rams are going to be able to completely step on the throat, right? I think the Rams may have something of a mentality of let's hop in, let's hop out, let's get this win, and let's keep on going. And when I see a point spread of 14 and a 
half. That's a little bit. That's a little bit too rich for my blood. If it was under, if it was something like twelve or thirteen, less than two touchdowns, that would be one thing. But to me, the fact that it is over two touchdowns, um, that's a little bit too much for me, in my opinion. This game is also in Arizona, with a division matchup, the second divisional matchup of the season. It's in Arizona. I think that fourteen and a half is a little too much. I'm also reminded of the fact that you know. Earlier this season, the Cardinals were more than 14-point underdogs in Kansas City, and they kept that game real close. Give me the Cardinals and 14.5 points against the Rams. I think they definitely win this game, but I think they're going to be on a little bit of a conservative track to keep themselves healthy and ready to go. Give me the Cardinals plus 14.5. Yeah, I'm looking at another big spread on one of my first picks, and it's a divisional game. And I think this, it almost seems like this based more on reputation than anything. Uh, the Patriots are 13.5-point favorite over the Buffalo Bills. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to stick close. And, uh, you know, to me, that's a lock that, that the Bills are going to cover. Cool. Let me ask you something on this game also, Scotty. One of the points you've been making this week, and I agree with you, is that Bill Belichick likes to take away what teams do best, right? You hear it all the time. Broadcasters say that Bill Belichick likes to make other teams like play left-handed, that sort of thing. What does that mean for this week? Does that mean like putting a spy on Josh Allen and forcing them to beat him from the pocket? Probably, but you know the, the Patriots haven't done well against other mobile quarterbacks this year. So, you know, I, it, Josh Allen's a tough start for me because history tells us that Belichick tries to take away your best strength. Right. But can he always do that necessarily? You know, Josh Allen, if they have to play catch-up, you know, he's, he's not going to be afraid of slinging it downfield either. So, you know, he's in my top 12, but he's towards the back. Got you. But if he's in your top 12, that means you're completely comfortable. I know, like, solid and comfortable are relative terms, but he's inside your top 12. So you, yeah, you are. It's, it's a tough decision, and I have it in two leagues between Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. And, okay. Oh, and, give me Lamar uh, in that situation. I feel like Lamar is the safer play. Right. Yeah, I, I, I There's more upside that. for Allen, but I, I feel like Lamar Jackson is the safer play. And, okay. you know. I, I have several of these decisions where you just have two. That's true. I am only yeah. in two Super Bowls out yeah. of six leagues, so 33%. Yeah. You're in five Super Bowls, you said? You have 10. And 10, so 50%. And absolutely, yes. half of the way is better than a third of the way. I will say this, though, Scotty. A third of the way, I think, still qualifies me to be a damn good fantasy player. Um, but I That's am not why you're here. But I am That's not why you're here. And I no, acknowledge you, that. No, I'm no, but you know you're you're an you're an elite fantasy analyst uh, in your own <laughs> right, and you've certainly improved the show from where we used to be in a lot of ways. <laughs> I am merely the spitting statistician. My next pick yeah, for somebody you, else Scotty. has forgotten where they've came from. They're actually talking about retiring, so oh, they're really? no longer on a level where they can be on this show. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know that uh, the retirement yeah. talk has begun. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Um, fair enough. Hey, my next pick, Scotty. I, listen, you know how I usually, uh, you know, I like these home teams usually, but 
and this team does still have an outside chance in the playoffs, but I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to defecate the mattress this week. I think this, the, 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 the Nick Foles party is over. I like the Houston Texans who, you know, listen, they have everything to play for. They need to win. They are currently in that two seed, right? And they know that if they trip up, the New England Patriots are right there to take that buy away. I think the Texans need this buy to get over the hump. I like Houston in Philadelphia. They're getting a point and a half. I don't care. I think the Texans are going to win this game outright. I've told you I have DFS stacks of Watson and D-Hop everywhere this week. I really like Houston. I'm going to go with the Houston Texans plus a point and a half at Philadelphia. Yeah, what I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pivot then off of uh... – that because that was one of my picks. Oh, uh, I'm right. gonna take. I'm gonna take. And you want? Chicago and you need pick. to make up ground. Is that it? And you need to make up ground. No, just don't want to have the same thing. You know, as, oh, okay. as you. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> Chicago <laughs> minus four against San Francisco is another lock. You know that spread's not even big enough for me there. No, that makes sense. Chicago um, minus four. And this is, again, Scotty, are you buying this? You know, it seems like we're, we're, both of us are looking at places where, like, one team is still – this question of motivation, you know. I know we say we can't always – you know, you can't always bank on that and players are still putting stuff on film. But, you know, the Bears are, you know, hopefully going to bring their A game and San Francisco is playing out the string. Does that factor into it at all for you? Yeah, you're bringing the cliches too. It's uh, you know they're obviously just they're obviously just a better team. Period. Gotcha. To, to me, if, to me, if I was making the spread and you know obviously looking at my record, I probably shouldn't. I would I would put it at least six. Yeah, I, I think it should be around the touchdown as well instead of this yeah. no man's land of minus four. Um, okay, my last pick, Scotty, and you know. Uh, I'm picking against your Seahawks, Scotty, on Sunday night. Um, the spread is two and a half, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, the Seahawks are a good team, okay? I, I, yeah. I acknowledge that. They absolutely are. And there's one way where this can go, where the Seahawks bring it, the 12s are loud, it's all that, right? And it's a nip and tuck kind of game. And that is definitely um, one kind of game flow that can happen. Here's that's, the, the reason... that's the way they want to script it. Exactly. Script it, yeah. here's, the, here's the problem, though, for me, okay? And what may be just as likely. I believe that... If the Chiefs get out to any kind of two-score lead at any point in this game, it's a wrap, Scotty, because I just don't think that the Seahawks, as currently constructed, wanting to run the ball 60% of the time, right? I don't think they're necessarily equipped to try to play catch-up or hang with a team like Kansas City if it winds up being the other kind of game flow, and I think that that's as good of a chance as any. So give me Kansas City up in Seattle minus the two and a half. My response to that is, though, is I've heard this narrative a few times this week, mm-hmm. and I don't buy it into it, and I'll tell you why. Okay. The Seahawks are one of a few teams that have not lost a game by more than eight points this year. And historically, throughout the Pete Carroll-Russell-Wilson era, they've very rarely gotten blown out. I, people are talking about, oh, they get behind by 14 or 20. They're going to have to play catch-up. They're not equipped. Especially at home, you know, the Seahawks... It's, it would be a surprise. I'm not saying it can't happen, but it would be, be a surprise to see them get behind by 14 or 17 points. And if they do, I think Russell Wilson is definitely capable of playing catch-up. So, you know, I, I've, seen, I've seen it from him before. So, you know, I, I, again, in a talk of my guide about fantasy Super Bowl week and rotoexperts.com, don't try to predict game flow. Mm-hmm. I think a, a lot of these people who are saying that, you know, the Chiefs are going to jump out to a huge lead here, 
Uh, I just don't think that the Seahawks let teams do that, especially on their home turf. No, that's fine. And, and, and like I said, you know, I, didn't, I said that there's one of two ways this thing can go. So I didn't necessarily assume that it's going to be this. You no, know, I didn't say you assumed crazy that, out. though. Right. I'm and, just and saying I, I, dis- I disagree with that assessment. No, I hear you. I hear you. And here's the other thing, though, Scott. You know, I don't need, <laughs> I don't need a ton of points, right? The spread, it's two and a half. You know what I mean? So the, the, the Chiefs can wind up winning this game in a close one by three and still cover this spread. You know, I, I would not take the Chiefs at like six and a half or seven. I, I, I wouldn't up in Seattle. I wouldn't take any team yeah. in Seattle at that level. But the fact that it is less than a field goal also, Scott, you know, it's not like they need to run away and hide uh, to win this bet. You know, at Here's minus one two other and a half, it could too, be a close though. one. Here's one yep. other thing, too. It's very easy to play catch up against that Chiefs defense too, especially when you have a quarterback like Russell Wilson. No, that's absolutely true. So, Scott, are you saying then that your third pick is going to be Seattle plus two and a half? No, I didn't say oh, okay. that. I just, okay. you know, I'm, I'm saying, you know, they, they 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 could lose a tight one. You know, they could gotcha. lose by four. They could they could lose by six. It, to Who me, could this lose is a tight very one? dicey. The Seahawks? Yeah, they could lose a tight huh. one here. You know, because okay. I think they're at home and. You know, I think there's assumptions that just because they run the ball so much that they can't they can't play catch up or air it out. You know, I think they they can't. It's just not not what they want to do. Okay, uh, fair not air it out. So like third pick. my third pick is the Colts minus nine. Mm, I like that uh, one too. I was looking against at that. the Giants. Might not be any old Al Beckham this week, and the Colts defense is just playing so well right now. If they shut out Dallas, you know. Yep. The Giants might actually score negative points. Yeah, I was giving out. Listen, by the way, Scotty, my DFS defense right now this week is the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I agree with you. They're coming off a shutout of Dallas. Um, they get to stay home. And honestly, and, you know, people, sometimes people don't look at this thing, especially at this point in the season, having back-to-back home games is really beneficial, Scott. You know, they get to sleep in their own bed without the travel. I think that is important to have another non, non-conference opponent come to your house, and it's the same kind of thing, And Scotty. they need this game That's badly. the same kind of thing, right? Same kind of thing. You got yeah. the Colts who need this game. They are fighting with the Tennessee Titans. They are fighting with the Baltimore Ravens, you know? And on the flip side, the Giants, you know, they're uh, not so much, right? Odell Beckham may not go um, again. You know, it's the same kind of question of motivation. Now, the Giants, who just come off getting shut out at home in a monsoon against Tennessee, have to now travel to a team that knows they need to bring bring their A game, and an especially interesting schedule quirk to me, the fact that the Ravens play on Saturday night is also interesting for this, Scott, to me, because the Titans and the uh, Colts are going to know. You know what I mean? They're going to know going into their games, like if they're a game back or if they have a chance to grab that six seed. I like this pick. The only thing that kept me away from it was the fact that it was nine and more than a touchdown. I was hoping that this would be something like seven or six and a half. The fact that it's more than a score gave me, gave me a little bit of concern that the back door could be open, but I like this. I like the Colts to score some points. I like their defense as well. I like that pick. Colts minus nine. So Scotty is going with Col- the Colts at home as a nine-point favorite, the Bears on the road as a four-point favorite, and the Buffalo Bills getting a ton of points. Um, right? You went Buffalo on that side, not New England, right? 
Buffalo uh, yeah, plus with Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Right. So Buffalo plus the 13 and a half points at New England. I, on the other hand, also am taking big time points. I'm taking 14 and a half points with the Arizona Cardinals against the Los Angeles Rams at home. I'm taking the Houston Texans on the road in Philly. I think they're a better team with more to play for. And the Kansas City Chiefs up in the Pacific Northwest on Sunday night um, against the Seattle Seahawks. Scotty, we only got a couple of minutes left. I want to ask you in this um, article that you have, right? We talk about keeping a level head, about injuries, things of that nature. I asked you about it yesterday a little bit as well, but I know you, you mentioned in the article too, this idea of weather. Would you say that it's really wind above 15 miles an hour that's, uh, that's the uh, issue, right, especially for the passing game? People, we might see rain, we may see snow somewhere in the country this week, but that actually might give the offense an advantage because the offense knows which way they're cutting. The defense has to react, right, Scotty? Yeah, in this article on rotoexperts.com that I have about Super Bowl week, and you can also find it inside my new lineup rankings, my deluxe rankings with scouting reports, on every player for this week is that, you know, people when they when they see rain or snow, they automatically want to pull players out of the lineup. Right. They think you it's going to be a three nothing game automatically. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't you can't overreact to that. Sometimes it's light rain. Sometimes it's drizzle. Drizzle. Sometimes the rain stops early in the game or it doesn't rain at all. Sometimes the if the snow stops before the game. Sometimes it's not a heavy snow. So you have to look at every single, uh, go to NFLweather.com. They predict the weather by quarters. You just can't look at something at 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God, it's raining so hard there. And, you know, it could be done by 1 o'clock. So not every, not every weather report is created equally. You, can't, you have to get the full details. If, the, if, it's, if it's like a light rain and 7 miles an hour wind, like it, like it was in, like, Seattle, San Francisco last week, people were saying to me, oh, I'm worried about the passing game now, et cetera. I said, it's only a light rain at seven miles an hour, so it didn't affect the passing game. It really didn't start raining hard until like the middle of the fourth quarter. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so keep an eye out on that to see if it should be a determining factor for you in any of the sit-start decisions you need to make. Scotty, uh, good luck this weekend, brother man. Good luck this weekend. Same You're to you, in five my friend. Super Bowls. I'm into the last point we want to make, and it's in your article over on RotoExperts.com. The mark of fantasy excellence. Like, don't split the pot. Be confident. If you've worked this far, okay, you have put in four months of work. Maybe in Dynasty Leagues, you were angling for this week literally over a year ago. You might have been making trading deadline deals in 2017, getting your team ready literally for this weekend. Dane, Scott, Fantasy Sports Network, Roto Experts in the Morning. We want to say, first of all, congratulations. You've gotten this far. Okay, if there are 12 teams in your league and you're one of the last two, congratulations. And most people, in most places, you've already gotten a profit and won money. Trust yourself. Be confident. Do what you got to do. And then enjoy the ride. Let the chips fall where they may. Right, Scotty? Yeah. What you can't do is say, like, you have some owners before the Super Bowl say, why don't we just split the championship money? Like, to me, that that's a... Uh... That's a, a fantasy football vasectomy. It's, it's cowardly. You're going to come all this way and say, oh, you know what? I'm worried. I'm going to split the pot. No, that's what I'm saying. Do what you got to do. Good luck to everybody out there. Happy holidays as well. We'll be back on Monday to break it all down in what I think is our last show of 2018. But have a great fantasy weekend, players. And Scott, 
Good luck. We'll talk about it on Monday. Does your fantasy team suck? Maybe you need us. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free 24-7 Fantasy Sports Radio Network.